This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. So Pennsylvania will be allowed to count mail-in ballots for this year's election that are received up to three days after Election Day, November 3rd. This after legal wranglings that worked their way all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. We wanted to break down what happened, find out what it means, and if it's really set in stone now. So we reached out to Michael Moreland. He is a professor at Villanova University's Charles Widger School of Law. Really fascinating and insightful conversation. Give a listen. So let's start. Explain the concept that's on the table here and how it's progressed to the point where we got the Supreme Court ruling. Well, it all started with a lawsuit uh, several weeks ago brought in Pennsylvania state courts about whether or not the absentee ballot provisions in Pennsylvania law should be relaxed in order to accommodate delays caused by the Postal Service and the pandemic and other hassles that people might face, which resulted in a decision from the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. And then that was the decision that was appealed and which the United States Supreme Court uh, disposed of. What were the Republicans arguing? What's the argument against the the three-day counting past Election Day? Right. And so that's the issue that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court had decided. They decided a lot of issues in, in the case uh, a few weeks ago. But the, the one well, one that got some attention was this issue about uh, spoiled ballots if they don't have the secrecy envelope. But the main one, as you, as you mentioned in your question, is they extended until Friday, the deadline, Friday after the election, the deadline by which ballots, absentee ballots, mail-in ballots have to be received at the county boards of election, even though Pennsylvania law, at least on one reading, requires that those ballots be received by 8 p.m. on election night. And so uh, that was the provision that Republican leaders in the state assembly and the Republican Party in Pennsylvania were objecting to, saying that this, uh, they had a couple different legal arguments, but basically that this contravened uh, the requirements in U.S. federal law with regard to how elections have to be uh, decided and conducted. And it was just this one narrow part of the, the state Supreme Court ruling that went before the Supreme Court? That was exactly that. That was the, the they argued that that extension of the deadline until Friday. Uh, and of course, there's some issues about if there's a postmark by election day or if there's not a postmark. But there's no reason to think it was mailed after election day and whatnot. But uh, so their basic argument, though, was that on one on one issue that Congress has designated that Tuesday as election day and that to extend it past uh, past election day <clears throat> into the rest of the week violates that provision of federal law. And the other argument, uh, which is an argument grounded in the U.S. Constitution, is that state legislatures have primary responsibility for determining the time and manner of conducting an election, and that this was effectively a decision of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court that usurped the role of the Pennsylvania legislature in deciding how to conduct the election. Is the concept of counting ballots past Election Day, is this a radical concept or is this something we see in in other states? Well, some other states are allowing for some uh, extended period of counting, uh, but it is, it's something of a departure to allow receipt of ballots. I mean, of course, a lot of times absentee ballots, especially in larger states like California, it always takes a while to count them. 
even after election day, especially if ballots can't uh, be counted until election day. That's another issue that Pennsylvania is not going to allow the counties to start counting the ballots until election day. And so you can't kind of front load the work uh, earlier as they do, for example, in Florida. So that, that's one issue about the time that it takes to count. But receiving ballots after election day and the thing that really the uh, Republican plaintiffs or I should say the Republican uh, appealers in this case were really exercised about was the way in which there's the risk in their view and people can disagree about the likelihood of this or not. But the risk in their view that you could have ballots that are cast after election day received by the county board of boards of election on, on that Friday, but would effectively be uh decided after these ballots were decided after the election day itself. Is this the end of it or are there other options here? I mean, I know most of the time we usually think once the Supreme Court rules, that's it. But is there, are we expecting more in this? Well, this was an emergency appeal to uh, stay the order, stay the, in other words, to prevent the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's decision from going into effect to allow this extended period of time for receipt of ballots. Uh, and so that was an emergency request on the part of uh, Pennsylvania Republicans. Uh, they can still go through the more extended litigation process uh, in this case, uh, which of course there isn't a whole lot of time uh, to do that. Um, and so we'll see what their, what their next step looks like. But for now, it does mean that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's ruling does have effect and that the county boards of elections will be required under Pennsylvania Supreme Court law, Supreme Court decision making under Pennsylvania law to extend uh, up until Friday of the day for receiving ballots. As someone who knows little about how these procedures work, we're two weeks from the election. How realistic is it that the machinations can be put in place to to get this back before or to, to relitigate before the election? how is that realistic? The more realistic uh, scenario would be if Pennsylvania turns out to be close and hotly contested, that there would be another crack at this uh, by it could be by either side, I suppose, but presumably uh, more likely coming from Republicans uh, who've made these arguments already uh, and trying to go once again back to the US Supreme Court to argue that the ongoing counting, in Pennsylvania contravenes federal law in the ways that I was discussing earlier. I've seen some, just in reading some articles, some people were surprised to see four Supreme Court justices kind of rule that their ruling would override a Supreme Court about a, a state Supreme Court about a matter in their state. Is this, is that unusual or is, is that more in step with things we've seen in the past? Well, it depends. It, it certainly is true that state Supreme Courts have the final say about the interpretation and application of state law uh, within those states, unless something about the state Supreme Court's decision contravenes or is contrary to federal law. So that's why the Republican uh, parties, uh, party uh, uh, actors in this litigation, why, why they were using these arguments about how federal law, again, about the provision that the legislature gets to determine the manner of an election and that Congress has set a uniform election day uh, on the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November, that uh, this, these decisions by, this decision by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court was contrary to those aspects of federal law. 
I do think that at the court itself, the 4-4 divide does reflect a level of deference that uh, the, the three more progressive members of the court and the chief justice have toward state courts in this kind of setting, and also a reluctance, and particularly on the part of the chief justice, of course, who is somewhat more conservative, a Republican appointee, but I think a reluctance on the part of Chief Justice Roberts to get too involved in these kinds of emergency applications for relief in this kind of litigation. I think there's a little bit of reluctance there because otherwise the court would get mired in a lot of these disputes. And I think for his, from his perspective, better for the court institutionally to stay out of a lot of these fights if they can. And who, as someone who studies this, who teaches it, who watches it, we have Supreme Court hearings for a new justice, you know, ongoing, a vote coming. We've got an election coming. You've got kind of this case, and I'm sure we've got litigation throughout the country. Does this have a chance to get hairy with all these moving parts here? It certainly does. I mean, of course, 20 years ago, we had the experience with in Bush versus Gore of a similar kind of uh, actually very, very similar back and forth between state Supreme Court decisions. There are the state Supreme Court in Florida and the U.S. Supreme Court's uh, review of its decisions. So we have the, the possibility of, it, of another scenario like that, uh, where you have uh, state actors, whether they're state legislators or state Supreme Courts or secretaries of state, who conduct elections at the state level. Um, and if there's a concern on the part of one or the other party, but a lot of these concerns have started to come from Republicans recently, concern that maybe there's uh, some shenanigans uh, that are taking place, then trying to go to the U.S. Supreme Court for, for relief. I do think that it is, a, it, as your question implies, it's a very fraught moment given that we are about a week away now from confirmation of a ninth justice who could break a tie in these kinds of cases if she decides to sit and hear these cases and doesn't recuse herself. But I think overall, uh, this, the U.S. Supreme Court, I think they're still going to be reluctant to get too mired in these kinds of disputes if they can possibly stay out of them. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. 